जय शिवाय वन वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट थिंग वेन वी वॉक अर स्पिरिचुअल जर्नी द कॉज फॉर बंधना इज इग्नोरेंस अविद्या अज्ञान having no ig- ignorance or you know viparya opposite kind of wisdom all these are the causes so gyana is the very important thing that gyana is the direct and only cause of moksha only when gyana means wisdom so only when wisdom happens moksha can happen now in order to attain moksha one can go through the one can do bhakti yoga one can do kriya yoga gyana hatha yoga tantra mantra japa all your practices are for nothing but for gyana to happen for wisdom to happen what kind of wisdom to happen that this is all impermanent everything that you see is impermanent then what is eternal eternal is you are eternal or the god the parmatma parmatma is eternal right so not confusing anything universe works on the laws of karma there's no such thing as you know coincidences or things happening at random it may look like random or it may look like chaos because of too much of time difference or space difference in between but ultimately there is a sequence of things there is things do happen in synchronicity with what you what should happen for you exactly in any given moment so gyana is very important now because gyana is very important the buddhi tatva in you buddhi means intellect so intellect in you is very important a very important thing now without developing sharpening your intellect can gyana happen to you no no not possible at all without sharpening your intellect gyana will not happen to you what is meant by sharpening of intellect don't try razor blade or anything <laughs> so what is meant by sharpening the intellect well buddhi or intellect is made up of three gunas sattva rajas and tamas if there is too much tamas in buddhi then everything will be understood in a wrong manner all kinds of illusionary wisdom opposite kind of wisdom about life about things about relationship about every damn thing it's going to be an opposite thing no matter what you tell such a person 
anything that may even be good for him or her, if his or her buddhi is full of tamas, then no matter what you tell them, they'll always perceive it as something wrong, something bad, or that you may have some hidden intentions if you are giving them that kind of a lecture. So tamas, if tamas is too much, then there is no way a person can ever understand Guru's words or anything. So tamas, and then if rajas is too much, then person does not even have time to do any kind of chintan manan, any kind of thinking is self-analysis, any kind of introspection, retrospection, nothing, no such process is going to take place in them. They'll always be busy running outward, busy running outside to other people, to other places, to other objects, to other events, to other relationship, to what not. So too much rajas. Only sattva in buddhi, sattva guna in, in your intellect is considered as a sharpened, sharp intellect. When you have sattva in your buddhi, your buddhi is considered as a sharp buddhi, pure buddhi. Only such a buddhi is able to understand anything in this world, not just spiritual things, anything. So, the, based on, this is what is meant by sharpening your intellect. So, through your tapas, through your spiritual practices and all, what you have to do is, you have to, these practices like pranayamas, yoga, kriya yogas, all these practices ultimately are reducing the tamas from your buddhi, reducing the rajas from your buddhi and increasing the sattva in your buddhi. So don't think these practices are only for you to start seeing a slight sound show or start having this realization, that realization. Those realization will also happen only because you have removed enough tamas from your buddhi. Or through your tapas, through your spiritual practices, you have increased sattva in your buddhi. Okay. So now these, there are eight siddhis. Eight powers, eight siddhis that are considered as only buddhi, siddhi for buddhi. They are the siddhis for your intellect. And the absence of, these are such kind of siddhis, the only kind of siddhis that if you do not have them, they are considered as showstopper weaknesses. Showstopper means you are not going to progress in your spiritual journey. Period. No if, no but, no doubt. Having eight of all eight of them is required. So it's such an important thing to understand. So first Siddhi is Tar Siddhi. Tar Siddhi is considered as suppose a guru is teaching you and you are able to understand everything that guru is teaching you. But then you go home or go into your own place 
and you read some other reference books about what Guru has taught you or you read some other things, some other scriptures, some other books and you read it and you are able to understand even that which Guru has not taught you. This is called as Tar Siddhi. Being able to understand or being able to get wisdom through the books, through the scriptures without being taught by the Guru. That means a Guru is absent or Guru has not taught you those things. Still just by reading the stuff means the spoken Shabda has not happened to you. Instead, the visible or visual Shabda has happened to you. But Shabda means word in a rough manner. Okay, words. So spoken words, words have not been spoken to you. But through visible words in the books, you are able to get correct wisdom. This Siddhi is called as Tar Siddhi. Okay. Now, make sure that, do not assume here that a lot of people, those who are who go home and read scriptures and read books and Guru may not have taught them this or that, yet they are able to read books. Here we are not take, talking about that a person is able to read scriptures. Here we are not talking about that a person is able to read other books and stuff. We are talking about attaining jnana from them. Attaining wisdom from them. A lot of people, 90% of the people will actually get more confused after reading this. Guru was saying this but this book says this. Confusion has happened. Ignorance, more ignorance can happen. Confusion can happen. Or a person may become highly argumentative. Thinking that what he studied he or she has studied is correct and what guru taught is was wrong or what other books are saying is wrong so lot of confusion can happen argumentativeness can happen uh, ignorance some other illusionary wisdom can, can happen mithya gyan illusionary wisdom can can happen so we are not saying just reading the scriptures is a siddhi being able to deduce the correct jnana. Jnana that is really needed on the path of moksha. Jnana that is going to help you attain moksha or going to help you with your spiritual journey is not going to stop you. Many times when illusionary wisdom happens, mithya gyan, bhranti gyan, when illusionary wisdom happens, it's a showstopper in itself. You won't progress anywhere. You'll go on beating your drums over and over again. You'll not go anywhere. Such a showstopper. Illusionary wisdom is showstopper. So exactly in the same way. So if a person does not have this siddhi, tar siddhi, that Guru is not there. Guru is not teaching anything and everything. Yet, a person is able to read the scriptures and come out with the exactly correct jnana. That should be there. No confusion, no argumentativeness and no illusionary wisdom has happened to him. 
this is a siddhi in itself and this siddhi is is a must is a mandatory thing after all how much a guru can teach you your guru like for example my guru was not even there in this lifetime i wasn't hearing any guru's word at all i wasn't at that time i wasn't even used to of using youtube that much i was not there on social media right so then who will teach me where where will i hear the words there were some books that i studied some very few books that i studied so this is a siddhi in itself and it's a must required siddhi minimum amount of teaching actually happens through the guru mukh from the mouth of the guru minimum amount of teaching is what happens so don't think that guru is going to teach you everything or that you will attain gyana only from the guru and not in any other way then you are stopping it's a show stopper for you if you cannot read books if you cannot understand or grasp the correct thing comprehend the correct thing from the book then there is no way it's a show stopper on your spiritual journey so not having this these eight siddhis is not an option not having any of these eight siddhis is not an option you must have all eight of these slowly by and by and by or you may be the person who is born with all eight in this lifetime like i was like some of my other students are who are closer to samadhi now so some are born but they didn't get this as a gift from somebody they have worked hard we all have worked hard we all have done very harsh tapas to attain this level of buddhi so you so you have to do it okay so this was tar siddhi second siddhi is called as sutar siddhi sutar siddhi means sutar siddhi means that there is no guru there are no scriptures if anybody says anything somewhere the person hears some sentence and suddenly a realization happens to him he is able to connect any any word that is happening around him he or she is able to connect that to what is going on with him anybody's words of words will create wisdom in the such a person by listening to anything he or she is able to fit it on what's going on within that person so he is able to pursue his spiritual journey he does at that stage he is not relying he is not you know dependent on scriptures oh what if i do not get scriptures i was living in america and rarely there were any scriptures books took months the real scriptures the real book took months to get delivered in america and there were no there was no guru for me there but i had these all eight these eight of these siddhis they are very helpful so sutar siddhi that anybody says anything and you are able to 
attained there but many times it happens with me that news while i was going to office there was news channel and although i wasn't listening at all consciously to the news i was always busy with my own spiritual stuff and chintan manan of what or whatever but once in a while the moment a sentence came and i was able to say oh this is what it is news readers sentence somebody said something to me in the office and it pointed always pointed me in the right direction it always helped me so gyana can happen through these ways also this is also a must required siddhi third one second second one this was second one third one is tar tar siddhi such an interesting name tar tar siddhi <laughs> tar tar siddhi is when there is no external source at all no guru no scripture nobody saying anything at all no external source of words in other words you can say no source of shabda and no external source of shabda but then shabda starts happening within the words start happening within the gyana the wisdom starts happening within through lot of self analysis chintan manan critical analysis thinking process pure thinking process is creating the wisdom from inside creating the wisdom from within after all if a person is dependent just on external words external shabdas external sources then it's a show stopper so this fourth siddhi siddhi on shabda tar tar siddhi being able to attain wisdom gather wisdom through the internal analysis internal thinking internal critical thinking analytical thinking is able most of the people when they do some kind of thinking or analytical or critical thinking they get even more confused or they get some kind of illusionary wisdom instead of the correct kind of a wisdom the correct wisdom truthful wisdom which is going to help them attain moksha if illusionary wisdom happens it will help them attain more bandhana <laughs> it will bind them even more more bondage will happen if the wrong gyana has happened if illusionary wisdom has happened more bondage will happen instead of liberation instead of moksha liberation so this is tar tar siddhi that something from within gyana appears within gyana happens within next one is ramyak siddhi ramba ramyak siddhi is when you are able to get the correct gyana about life about sansara about karma about spirituality about parmatma about anything and everything truthful gyana happens to you 
through the events that ha that has happened in your life or around you like for example that major event that happened in my life the train accident which i had to i i went there and i looked at it for three continuous days despite being 14 years old 13 14 years old and uh, i saw so many dead people so many dead bodies of children of women of men there's a separate video about it i created called timed and death and all that so you can watch it separately but yeah so that event a lot of people became mentally sick after that event happened because they were scared of ghosts they were scared of something else they stopped going to that place and it became some sort of a haunted place because of so many deaths and some people become mentally unstable and for years they had bad dreams about that place and as if the train train accident is happening just now nine or ten uh, compartments of the Karnataka Express came down from the bridge and it all looked like as if they were toys such a devastating sight and horrible sight with death but to me it created serious and extreme vairagya in me I started questioning why people attain why people gather so much wealth why people run after so many things in world in the world when everybody has to die one day why so much why why create so much of hodgepodge in this sansara why create so much bondage here so these were the question extreme renunciation extreme sannyasa happened to me through that event nobody explained me anything about that event nobody gave me that lecture about it nowhere i read that if you have to deal with a train accident then this is the jnana you should be attaining after such an event no so this is ramyak siddhi that through the events in life events around you you are able to gather correct jnana this is just one example i gave you about uh, from my life that event has happened but you see how scientists do experiments scientists may do an experiment once and is able to derive so many things that were unknown until yesterday right so it's a very it's a very scientific process that through the events you are able to attain jnana but to 99% of the people such horrible horrific events in life becomes the source of more suffering from any and every event in your life people are either gaining more suffering no jnana is happening they are so busy with their suffering so busy in their suffering that no jnana is happening to them no wisdom is happening to them and their buddhi is so much full full of tamas intellect is so much full of tamas guna that it just suffering is the only thing that it can do so any and every event can give you jnana in life it could be as small as 
having a very harsh or hot talk with somebody. Still it can give jnana to you. Meeting somebody someday when you never expected, there could be a lesson in that. Everything, every move of yours can teach you something. Every day, morning to evening, whatever happens, you can learn from that. Nobody can make make an excuse that I did not have guru, I did not get time to read shastras, I was so busy, I was this, I didn't get to hear people, I didn't see any event where then you are not living here on earth is the only thing. So you see, this is another siddhi that has to be there. Any and every event of life must be, you must be learning from that. Okay. So this is another Ramyak Siddhi, is another Siddhi that's a must required Siddhi. Next one is Sada Pramudit Siddhi. Sada Pramudit Siddhi is that not all events have to happen. No nuclear explosion needs to happen now in order to tell us that, oh, I wasn't there when the first one happened. So how about it happen again and then I will. <laughs> no. Means attaining jnana. Sada Pramudit Siddhi means attaining jnana, opening your heart, attaining compassion, kindness, everything just on the basis of yourself from within. Means neither there is guru nor there are scriptures. No, nobody said anything. No wisdom even happened inside. But no even no event happened outside. No repetition of event happened. Still, a person is able to become kind, compassionate, and gyani from within. Sada pramudit siddhi. A person is if forever in is in the state of jnana. This is a siddhi. A lot of people to sh- to give them vairagya to vairag for vairagya to happen for uh, dispassion to happen. It's not necessary, right? That your mother father should be the cruel people and you get all cruel people around you in order to learn. Vairagya in order to learn dispassion. It's not necessary that you should be given a broken, beaten up body to start start your life in order to have Vairagya from the body. It's not necessary for you to lose your eyes, your senses, your ears, your power of hearing or your power of touch or anything in order to teach you about the importance of how these should be used or have some level of Vairagya from them. It's not necessary. A lot of people do not even see death in their lifetime. No crazy thing happens to them in their life in order to give them vairagya. Still they are vairagi from within, dispassionate from within. They have correct jnana from within. So no special event needs to happen in order to teach you. So this is Sada Pramudita Siddhi. Means... You attain everything from within. No events, nothing has to happen from outside. Next three are very interesting ones. So, next one is, sixth one is 
Pramod. It's a Siddhi. Pramod means your ability to walk your spiritual journey. One's ability to walk a spiritual journey, to attain jnana. Despite having lot of internal suffering, internal turmoil. We call that adhi, adhyatmik dukkha. Adhyatmik suffering. Everybody has lot of spiritual suffering happening to them all the time when they are walking their spiritual journey. Lot of dukkha happening, lot of suffering and pain happening from within. Lot of emotional turmoil happening from within. Yet a person is very sure, very determined towards his or her own spiritual path. No matter what the drama is being created from within, nothing can stop you from sitting into your sadhana that day. Nothing can stop you from reading what you are reading that day. Nothing can stop you from doing the manan and chintan, critical thinking analysis that needs to happen within you that day. Nothing can stop you from pursuing anything in your spiritual journey that day. No matter how much turmoil is within. This is a Siddhi in itself called as Pramod. That despite all suffering, despite all kinds of adhyatmic suffering, you are, your focus from your spiritual journey is not lost. Never lost. A lot of people say, oh, I had a breakup and that's why I was not able to pursue my sadhana. Oh, I had this fight with my wife and I was not able to do my japa. And I yesterday my son gave me a hard time and I just all the time was wasted and I just couldn't do my sadhana. So you see, coming up with excuses like that. Who does that? People who have not reached the stage of these siddhis. Okay? Adi Bhautik. Next one is Modwan Siddhi. Modwan Siddhi is that which happens from Adi Bhautik suffering. Being able to walk your spiritual journey despite any and all kinds of adibhotic suffering. Adibhotic suffering is the suffering which is given to you by others. Your dog ran away. Your dog bit your neighbor. Your teenager kids are fighting with you. Your wife, your husband is fighting with you. Your neighbor bumped into your car. Somebody on the road hit you. In the office, your boss is scolding you. Any kind of suffering that is given to you by others. You know? If you are able to do your spiritual journey despite all kinds of drama and tantrums, those who have this siddhi they do not have to leave the house where they are. Only those who are not having this kind of siddhi has to be living, must be living in a 
different environment, separate environment because they have not reached this level where no matter what happens, your focus, your concentration from your spiritual journey is never compromised, no matter what happens. It's very true. These, these are of the, are the siddhis of intellect. So they are very true even if you are trying to become a scientist or if you are doing PhD in something or if you are going for higher studies or if you are doing trying to attain knowledge about anything in life. So it's not that these are required only on the spiritual path. Ask a scientist. They have wife, children who are nagging and fighting with them. They have social life which they are not able to live and it doesn't bother them. Nothing bothers them. They cannot compromise what they are doing. That's the reason they are scientists. For years and years and years they keep on doing their research. Right? They didn't have any disturbances whatsoever. No, they do. They are somebody's son. They are somebody's daughter. They have a family themselves. They have friend circle themselves. They have lots of relatives and events happening in their life too. Yet nothing can disturb them. To the extent that they are, what they are doing is compromised. It's not that there no disturbance will happen. Mind it, a ton of disturbance is going to happen within you, especially when you are watch, walking your spiritual journey. But the point is that is that disturbance, is that disturbance able to knock you off from your journey, from your path? Or you just suffer and you are still keep, keep on going on your path. So this is Modwan Siddhi. Otherwise, those who do not have, they will say that I am alone, I have this much work, I have family, I have this, I have to cook food and every time somebody is ringing a bell, when I sit for my sadhana, always the phone will ring, this will happen, that will happen, kids will shout, somebody will make sound outside, all these kind of excuses will be there. Those who do not have Siddhi. So that means these are the must needed Siddhis. There is no way. They are the showstoppers. Each one of them is a showstopper on a spiritual journey. Last one is Mudit. Mudit is eighth one. It is about Adi Daivik Dukha. Adi Daivik suffering. Suffering that happens to you because there is very cold weather, because it's very hot weather, because it's very rainy or there is a volcano happening somewhere, bursting somewhere or like for example right now in Australia there are bushfires and lot of smoke outside actually because 500 million, more than 500 million animals have died. It's a, such a devastating state right now in Australia and uh, 1.8 million hectare of land has been burned just in Victoria. So, and a lot of land has been burnt in uh, NSW and Tasmania and uh, ACT near Canberra. So, a very sad state. So, these are all Adi Daivik Dukha, which are beyond human control, kind of suffering. 
So people are evacuated, people are dying, people are evacuated from their houses, from their businesses have been burned. All these are called as Adi Daivik Dukkha. So despite all kinds of Adi Daivik Dukkha, if one is not, if one is able to pursue their spiritual journey, then and not lose the focus from it for a long time, then it's a Siddhi in themselves. And uh, when I was in my life, many times I have seen flood. In America, once we were evacuated and then the place where I, in Florida, where I was pursuing my spiritual journey, there was, there were terrible hurricanes happening all the time. No electricity and uh, hurricane season was pretty bad from the traveling point of view. But no matter what's happening with the weather or what was going on here and there with me. How much turmoil was happening within me because of all the people that I was related to. No much matter how much disturbance I had because I was working, I had a, I have a son to take care of, I have a household to take care of, no matter how much disturbance, I was still focused on everything, my spiritual journey. Minute to minute, moment by moment, nothing can knock me off, nothing can change my decision in life. These, all these three kind of disturbances, Adi Dhevek, Adhyatmik and Adi Bhautik. Nothing could knock me off from my spiritual path. No matter how many people went away from my life, no matter how many relationships were broken at that time and no matter how many new relationships were formed at that time, nothing mattered at all. Nothing in this universe mattered at all. And I wrote an article long ago, people used to ask me, why didn't you look for guru why didn't you try to even find a guru those who have all these eight kinds of siddhis they never go in search of a guru never i wrote an article long ago right after my samadhi that i had million gurus actually some people look for one guru or two guru i had million gurus why Anything and everything that I was seeing that was happening around me. I knew it that it was clicking in me. It was giving me some sort of jnana. Some sort of wisdom was happening with, within me. Whether I saw a dolphin on a particular day or somebody came and said something to me. Instead of reacting or instead of answering them back, I was busy with, oh, wow, this is what I was looking for. So anything and everything was giving me jnana all the time. Even the shapes of the cloud that appeared on one particular day, actually a jnana happened to me within. And I was just looking up like that. So I had like million gurus. I considered all of them to be my guru. Entire universe to be my guru. So these eight siddhis are must. Now you may ask that if, what if I have none of them? No problem. Always in some lifetime or the other, even I was like that, right? When I had none of them. Or lot of people, those who have attained samadhi in this lifetime, in some lifetime even they were foolish. We all are stupid, we all are fool. There's no ego about it. Not, there is no emotion about it. We all are that way in some lifetime. 
That's the reason we took even birth in this lifetime. If we were so wise and knowledgeable and everything has happened, then why even take birth in this lifetime? No. It wasn't needed. So in some lifetime, all of us were fool and there's nothing to worry about. Do your sadhana, kriya yoga, hatha yoga, pranayams. Do these sadhanas very seriously and very religiously. If you want to sharpen your intellect so that these eight siddhis can happen to you. And you know, these eight siddhis are actually one by one. Um, I mean, they are in a sequence. If first one hasn't happened to you, there's no way second one is going to happen to you. And until second one has happened to you, third one is not going to be considered as a siddhi. Third one is not going to happen to you. If all six has not happened to you, the last three are not going to happen to you. Okay? So they, ha they happen, all of them exist. If somebody is saying, oh, I have fourth siddhi, that means he definitely has all three of, first three of as well. Otherwise, if somebody is thinking, I have only fourth one, but I do not have the other three, uh, that's not how it works. It, it is not possible because the development of buddhi, the sharpening of intellect is a process. And the process has to happen, happens sequentially. Okay. So these siddhis, if any one of them exists, the, if the second one exists, then that means first one has happened to you. First Siddhi also has happened to you. If fourth Siddhi has happened to you, that means one, two and three has also happened to you. If eighth Siddhi has happened to you, that means all seven of them exist in you too. Okay. So think about it seriously and sharpening the intellect is very much necessary. It's like, you know, we all study that uh, story in our MBA studies that there was a woodcutter and he was cutting all the woods and he was sharp, not sharpening his blade, his axe, and he was not able to cut as many trees as he should have been. While there was another woodcutter, after cutting every five trees, he was actually sharpening his, sharpening his axe. So he was able to cut more trees in less amount of time. It's the same thing with the spiritual journey as well. If your intellect is sharp, it may right now it may think you may feel as if you are wasting your time in sharpening your intellect and reading scriptures, listening to guru, doing this, doing that, and you are wasting your time. But no, your years worth of journey, if would have produced a realization, that realization will happen to you in a moment. If your buddhi is that like that way. If your intellect is really sharp. No external event needs to happen in your life to teach you. To give you jnana. No guru needs to actually reside in you. The internal guru will be alive all the time. So you won't be dependent on this guru, this teaching, this scripture, this book, this event. This person said something, that person said something. No. And nothing will be able to stop you. Namaste. Jai Shivai.